Hey friends, this is Greg Best. As you might know, I produce and edit, not your average music therapist. And I just wanted to put up a quick little note for you. Uh, in the background of this one, you might hear some drums. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't realize that Kim was recording. And she was so psyched that I was making music, she just kind of let me do my thing. So if you hear some drums in the background for like the first half of this, I apologize. But also... You might like it, so enjoy. It's not too loud. Anyway, back to the podcast. Hi, everyone. How are you? We just celebrated World Music Therapy Day. And in true uh, Kim Best fashion, not your average music therapist fashion, um, I went into a little bit of an existential crisis. (laughs) I I had some time where I was like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What do I want to do? What is my identity? What even matters anymore? Um, and I wanted to talk about it because if I'm thinking about it, if I'm wondering what I um, should be doing, what I want to be doing in the world as a music therapist, then I for sure know that you are thinking about this too, or at least there's someone else thinking about this too. Um, And tied in with this conversation about identity, for me at least, is uh, that idea of imposter syndrome, um, comparing yourself, yourself to others, comparisonitis. And what comes with that often is jealousy or envy. And I wanted to talk about those things today because I, I, I feel like all of these things get in the way of us being truly who we are. They get in the way of us shining in the world and coming to each day as our authentic selves with love and um, with that life that we have inside. So hopefully this conversation will encourage you and will make you feel less alone in all of these feelings and maybe give you some insight into what you want to do next or where you want to go or maybe even as simply as how you can think about these things a little differently um, that might help you. So... I hear about music therapists talking about imposter syndrome and right off the bat, it's like, I forget what that means (laughs) and I have to break it down. I'm like, okay, imposter syndrome. So thinking that you are an imposter and that being the syndrome. And so I guess it's this idea where we feel like we don't measure up to who we say we are. Um, and I personally struggle with this all the time when I think about my musical skills or the loathing that I have for documentation. It's like, I don't feel like a music therapist because I struggle with those things or because I don't like some of those pieces. Um, it's like, because I have some areas that I, that don't perfectly fit the music therapy standards, I must not be a music therapist. God forbid I call myself a music therapist if I don't use piano in sessions. <laughs> it sounds so silly. It is so silly. And but there's this part of us where we're thinking, okay, we have to be 
X, Y, and Z, or we have to be doing things this way in order to call ourselves a music therapist. So I think about this um, in relation to my journey um, through the art world, the visual art world. I um, took a break from music therapy for a little bit and got into calligraphy and painting and setting up commissions for uh, cafes and professional gyms and things like that and and wedding calligraphy. I got myself into all these different things and it was so fun and so exciting. But there was a time where I had to consciously say, like I, I made a decision to say I am an artist because starting out in this new field, new to me field in a professional sense, I felt like such an imposter saying that I was an artist when I didn't have the training. I didn't have any experience. I, but I was getting paid for doing art. So I was an artist and the only thing that I really needed in place to call myself an artist was me doing the art. I didn't even need to get paid for it to be called an artist, to call myself an artist, to own that identity. But I feel like as music therapists, we hold the weight of that identity as music therapists on our shoulders, as if we're carrying this whole field on just alone. And it's our responsibility to fit exactly what we think the public is expecting of us as music therapists to fit in order to say that we're music therapists or in order to do things a certain way. And so the reality is music used in a healing capacity has been around forever. Um, So you can do that work without a degree. You can do healing music work without the degree of music therapists. And I know that might make some people cringe, um, but this is exactly what musicians are doing. Today's popular musicians, they are writing, making, playing, performing, and experiencing music together, which produces beneficial outcomes for all of those involved. And so these musicians um, don't call themselves music therapists, but they're still doing the work. So what makes us different? What do we need in place to be able to say that we're music therapists, to be comfortable in that identity of music therapy? And it's really simple. The only thing that we really need is that certification. That's it. We have that certification and we are music therapists. We have that certification. We have the MTBC next to our name. We're a music therapist. We don't need anything else because that certification proves that we did all the things required of us to learn all the things that we needed to learn to be able to, to do the work, to be able to 
be that professional in a clinical capacity, in a clinical facility, um, in, in like a standardized way. So that's all we need to be identified as music therapists. We don't need all of the extra things, all the bells and whistles. We don't need to be um, documenting perfectly and um, using every single instrument that we have at our disposal and improvising within every single session that we ever do. We don't need to be um, performing research or building businesses or even advocating for music therapy. We don't need to be doing all that extra stuff to be music therapists. We just need the certification. And um, and that's what we have. And something that I feel like is um, this point of, of contention in the music therapy field is, is that advocacy piece where we constantly have to tell people about music therapy, what it is we do, what it looks like, what it feels like. And our entire lives then gets like pulled into this advocacy piece. It gets pulled into this identity of music therapy. And it's like we lose ourselves. I think that might be the title of of this podcast. Don't lose yourself in music therapy. Um, because I feel like we do. There's it's like we take on the the weight of the profession ourselves and think that we have to do it all and think that we have to do it all a certain way, that we lose ourselves, that our identity is just music therapy, is just music therapist. Um I mean, if you if you look on Instagram um, at the music therapy advocacy posts, ninety percent of the people who like those posts are music therapists already. It's almost like we're trying to convince ourselves of what we're doing, like that what we're doing is legitimate. But you have that certification, then the work you're doing is legitimate. I wonder if we can get to a place where our identities are not wrapped up in music therapy or in being music therapists. I wonder if we can just let music therapy be a job. Like, is that even possible? Can we have music therapy as our job and not as our identity? Hmm. You know, as I think about this, I wonder if part of the problem, I don't even want to say problem. I feel like that word is like a loaded word, but part of navigating this concept of uh, the title music therapist, I think is recognizing that many of us most of us go through college at a young age. We become certified in our um, uh, early to mid-20s. 
or just through your 20s. And at the same time, we are learning how to be adults. We're learning how to take care of ourselves on our own. We're learning to live on our own, do all these things, pay bills. Um, We are becoming adults while at the same time starting our professional careers. We are finding our identity while we are starting our professional journey. And I feel like those two things very easily get intertwined. And maybe we should start um, unraveling that. We should start taking back the pieces. I almost think about like if you have, if you've braided someone's hair and you want to start over, you have to take the pieces apart. You have to take, you have to separate the hair again. I wonder if we can separate our identity from our job or our title as music therapist. Hmm. Can we? What do you think? I know for me, it's been really hard. Um, Greg and I, Greg, my husband and I just had a conversation the other day where I was like, I don't know what to do because I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And, um, you know, I don't feel like a good music therapist and, and, because I don't feel like a good music therapist, I don't put myself out there. And then because I don't put myself out there, I don't get more clients and I don't get more work. And then I'm struggling to um, make a living. But I I want there to be a time when I can get to this place of being confident in the skill set that I do have because I went to college, because I got my certification and just let it be okay right there. Um, this reminds me a lot of the conversation we had around that pressure of more or being better and how it's like, it's this lingering thing because our standards of practice and all the things that say, um, what it means to be a music therapist are so high. There's so many things there. It's like, we can never arrive at the perfect music therapist. Um, But that doesn't mean that we can't call ourselves music therapists and own that title. Um, It just means that we can always grow, which is kind of beautiful because isn't that, isn't that what life is? We're constantly growing. We're constantly finding out um, who we really are. You know, that, that brings me to thinking about this, um, the, the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which was comparisonitis. And the reality is, um, there will always be a music therapist who is better than you in any number of ways and a music therapist who is worse than you. And that's okay. I feel like this comparisonitis um, where we're judging ourselves or our professional identities or our careers against someone else. But, you know, I, I think that is really 
a problem of our age, of this generation, because of social media. If we didn't have social media, you would only find out about the success that another music therapist is having if you saw it in the research, if you saw it in the news, um, if you like called someone up on the phone to see how they're doing and then you hear about the things that they're doing. But I feel like with social media, we get all of this information right away that's telling us this is what a music therapist is supposed to look like. And then we get lost in that. We get lost in thinking, oh my goodness, I have to make like better visual aids aids for my uh, clients. I have to write the best song ever for this patient that I'm working for because, oh my goodness, that person over there wrote this amazing song and I want to do that too. And it's like we're constantly seeing all, all of these examples of what a music therapist looks like instead of looking at ourselves, looking inward, seeing all of the gifts and the skills and the expertise that we do have. You know, maybe it would be a good idea to set up some sort of a practice for ourselves to write down all the things that we're good at. Or, you know, if you're in session and you're feeling good about the session, what is it that you're feeling good about? And how do you as the therapist, contribute to that good feeling. I think so often we are um, focused outside of ourselves, whether it's on what other music therapists are doing or simply we are observing our clients and watching what they're doing. Because we're focusing so much outward, it's like we we don't give ourselves the credit for what we are, what we have. And I wonder if we can spend more time at that. Not just celebrating, you know, good things that we do or getting a new job, but recognizing, recognizing those things um, that we are good at. Like if you have a session where you nail that bar chord that took you five years to nail, just take a second and recognize that recognize how far you've come and recognize how good it feels to nail that bar bar cord. If you've gotten to a place in your job where you're feeling uneasy and you're thinking, oh my goodness, maybe this is not the right population to work with. Maybe these people can be better served by someone else. Recognize that you are doing a lot of internal exploration, that you are doing a lot of work to see what feels right for you. Recognize that you're finding out that the the people you really want to work with may look like this, may act like this, may have a diagnosis of this. Recognize that you had the smarts to think of that that you had like the awareness to, to see that something felt off and just sit with that. So I think with, with comparisonitis, 
what often comes is jealousy. It's like, I want what this person has. I want what someone else has. And again, I think that that's, that keeps our focus so outward that we lose ourselves. We're losing ourselves in this possibly false idea of what a music therapist is supposed to act or look like or be like. But at the same time, that jealousy is telling us something. That jealousy is saying that there's something inside that's not satisfied. There's, there's a part of me that is um, telling me that I'm not good enough right where I am. And that's really good information to take to a therapist or a supervisor or a coach. That's really good information to talk about and uncover. Because as we all can probably guess, there's a world underneath that feeling of jealousy. You know, it's it, it's not just oh, that person is, is doing better than me. It's, it's, oh, I'm not good enough. And I wonder if, um, like we talked about earlier, if we can reframe that and see that just because you have the certification, you are good enough right here and right now. But also, I wonder if we can set ourselves up in a way where it doesn't come down to that, where it doesn't come down to my identity as a music therapist and my um, success or lack of success as a music therapist. I wonder if we can expand our view and look beyond that simple title of music therapist And see ourselves as a whole person. See our lives from a bigger picture. Because I feel like what's going to happen if if we don't take a step back and open our eyes to our whole lives is we're going to become resentful. And I'll be honest that I've, I've had all of those feelings of resenting music therapy because it didn't give me what I wanted. Or resenting music therapy because it, it, it didn't validate who I am as a person. Or resenting my professional career because it didn't bring me on a path that I thought it would. And I wonder if we can open our hands and be open to the greater things in life and see our identity beyond our jobs and our uh, certification as music therapists. So I feel like comparisonitis, comparing ourselves to others, um, that's what we see. And then this jealousy piece, just feeling so bad that we're not at a certain point 
that's what we feel. It's giving us really, really good information. So then what do we do about it? My, my advice, my suggestion is that we take a step back and look at our lives as whole people, as people who, who are music therapists, but that's just a piece of the pie. So let's think about, you know, what our other passions are, what our hobbies are, what, what we really enjoy. And yes, music therapy is part of that. And music therapy should be part of that. I think we should, we should enjoy aspects of our jobs. We should enjoy the work that we do, but there's so much more to life than music therapy. (laughs) Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Um, There's more to life. So, so let's think about it. Um, is, is music your true passion? Do you love making music? Do you love uh, performing out? Do you love experiencing music with other people? Do you love picking up a new instrument and trying it out? Um, do you love that exploration of music? If music is your passion, awesome. Pursue that outside of your job of music therapy. If music feels more like really good for your job and maybe not your biggest passion in life, that's okay. Save the music for your job. Save the music exploration for the things that your clients are interested in. And let's look at the other areas of your life where you have some other passions. So for me, um, one of my big passions is writing. And I feel like I've lost myself, like I'm talking about, in this identity of music therapy where all of my writing is going towards music therapy or all of my energy and thoughts and conversations are just music therapy. And I've had to really, I guess, give myself permission to come back to this passion of writing. So so now when I feel that inkling of um, words streaming through my head. That's how it happens for me. It's like, it's like this, this buzz in the air um, and it's waiting for me to interpret it and what it is and what it's saying and what it feels like. And I get to do that by putting pen to paper and then the words flow out. Um, but I've had to let myself go with those things in those times when they come because I feel like um, I, I busy myself with all of this music therapy stuff that I don't let my other passions shine. So I would encourage you to think about those other things that are fun for you. Do you love hiking and feeling the beauty of nature all around you and seeing the intricacies of how the roots of the trees go over the fallen leaves and back into the ground and they come up with life into these branches and it's just so beautiful like is that something that you love spend some time in nature 
make sure that that is part of your life and that you are honoring that part of your life. You don't need to get so caught up in defending the identity of music therapy and this profession as a whole um, to the point where you lose yourself. Don't lose yourself. There's so much more to you than just music therapy. Um, I wonder if you are a fashion person and you love trying on new textures of material against your skin and you love seeing the way that different uh, articles of clothing drape over your body and where they move around your curves and what they look like and and how the color comes out against your skin I wonder if you just love fashion. You love putting those pieces together and appreciating the beauty of this handmade item of a maker somewhere in the world. I wonder if you're like my husband who loves cooking. If if he didn't go into music, he was going to go into um, the culinary arts and I'm actually <laughs> selfishly... Um, happy that he did not go into that form of art because now he gets to express that form of art and I get to benefit from it. Oh my goodness. It's so great. Um, so, you know, he does music, but then his, another passion is cooking. And so he loves the process of, um, picking out this food and these vegetables and, Um, these grains, and bringing out the beauty through heat and steam and water and time and placing this masterpiece of flavors and textures on a plate for us to enjoy around the table together and spend meaningful time around this beautiful food that he's poured his time into. So... I suppose I I want to encourage you to, um, you know, what can we do about all these feelings? Well, let's, let's give some more time to the other things in life. Let's see ourselves as whole people. Let's enjoy life beyond our professional careers. Let's honor the time that we have on this earth with the people we love and with the beautiful earth and the things that bring us life and not get so sucked into music therapy that that's that that we then build up resentment against it let's honor our lives by seeing what our lives are full of and what we love to do beyond music therapy and one other little um tidbit or tip I guess that I can give you is if you are feeling that jealousy that comparisonitis that imposter syndrome when you see another music therapist how can you set up your life to not see that person Because it's almost like you need to heal your internal world. You need to work through that with a therapist. 
um, or someone else, a trusted friend, um, so that you can be around other music therapists and feel okay. And please believe me, I am speaking to myself right now too. I need to hear these words just as much as you do. But if you feel bad seeing other music therapists, take some time away from seeing other music therapists. And if you're in school, I understand that that is very difficult. So maybe wait until you get out of school to give yourself some distance from other music therapists. A way that you can do this in a very real sense in our digital age is if you are on Instagram and those Instagram posts from another music therapist or a music therapy company really bug you out and or bog you down, then it's okay to mute them. So there's a way that you can um, quiet their feed and their posts without unfollowing them altogether. I think it, there's like three dots uh, next to their post or if you go on to their um, profile on Instagram, you can click the button and um, you can click mute. And then you can decide, okay, do I want to mute their uh, posts or their stories or both? And that way you're still connected with this person in a sense. They're still there. You're still following them, but you're not seeing their stuff every day. Um, you're not seeing all of those posts convincing you of what music therapy is and what a music therapist looks like. You have a little bit of distance and that can be really, really healthy, especially if you're feeling these feelings of um, being an imposter yourself or comparing yourself with another person or that ugh, icky jealousy that comes up when you see another music therapist post. Um, and... Honestly, my friends, if I'm that person in your life and you see my posts and you get upset because these feelings come up in you, I'm giving you the permission right now to uh, mute my stuff. I mean, you can honestly unfollow me. If that is the best thing for you, I will never be upset. Unfollow me. Do what you need to do for your mental health and well-being. Um but you can very well mute my posts to stories or um, my uh, feed posts on Instagram. But that's just a little tip on how to give yourself a little distance from seeing what other music therapists are doing because honestly, it can be so overwhelming to see one after another, after another, after another music therapist who is super successful and has like the job that you want and the beautiful life and career that you're dreaming of. And you're like at step one of a million, just trying to take that first step. And it's like, ugh, why do I even try anymore when I see them all successful and they're already there and I get so discouraged. So give yourself some distance. We're in an age where we get too much information. We see too much of other people's lives and careers. Um, and I think that is blocking us from being whole people. That's blocking us from our career goals. And it's also blocking us from seeing the beauty in our lives already and how amazing we are and that we are great music therapists. 
even though there are music therapists who are better than us or worse than us, we are still good music therapists. Why? Because we have that certification and that's the requirement. And, and then of course the continuing education, but, um, yeah, I just, I just feel for all of us, (laughs) myself included, because it's, it's so hard. It's so hard when, um, this profession isn't recognized and half or more than half of our jobs are just advocacy. And when we step into this career at the same time as our, um, developmental years around identity. So I think we should focus more on that identity and see who we are beyond just music therapy. And I am wishing you all a smooth and enjoyable process of finding your identity and owning who you are, music therapy, and all the other things. And maybe music therapy isn't it anymore. Maybe you've come to a place where you're letting that go. But I I am just um, sending you all the love as you continue going on this journey of uh, becoming who you are and um, loving that identity. So I will talk with you again soon.